Today's podcast is brought to you by me. Uh, today's advert, I'm going to put myself out there and I'm hoping that maybe if you enjoy this and you enjoy the conversations I have, you might well enjoy coming and joining me, my beautiful wife, uh, Spirit Wren, Jenny, um, on our online platform. We offer 11 weekly classes, which includes meditation, breath work, um, breath work for people with long COVID. Um, what else? Just yoga and movement. Um, so the movement is much more kind of body weight centric, trying to understand your body somewhere between my anatomy and motion work, but put into a class and just working the hell out and making you feel like you've done some work. Um, so it's 11 weekly classes for the price of just 15 pounds a month. So it's pretty cheap. Not that you should ever look at it this way, but it works out about 48p a class or something. Um, so all classes are live. And they're all recorded. So if you can't make one live, you can always catch up after um, via the members only section on our website. So if you're interested, please do head to mandukyayoga.com, M-A-N-D-U-K-Y-A dot com. Oh, hang on, M-A-N-D-U-K-Y-A, yoga, <laughs> sorry, M-A-N-D-U-K-Y-A-Y-O-G-A, mandukyayoga.com forward slash B hash no just become a member in fact just ignore that just go to mandukiyoga.com certain in the top bar it will come down as become a member come and join us like i say we've got a lovely growing community of nearly 100 members we practice there's early morning classes there's midday classes there's um evening classes something for everyone and both me and jenny get to teach you so hopefully it'll be something that you might be interested in if so Come and join us over at mandukiyoga.com and we will see you all soon. Enjoy the episode and we'll see you on the other side. Today's sponsors of the podcast are Bamboo Clothing. They're a clothing company who aim to bring environmentally sustainable products to a market of continued fast throwaway fashion. They are working towards a zero carbon footprint by the year 2030 but also aiming to address every impact they have on the planet. From ensuring the entire supply chain they use, from the growers to the seamstresses and seamers, I think that must be what they were called, get fair pay and are treated with dignity. All the way to having a zero waste going to landfills, zero pollution and zero wasted water. Bamboo offer both men and women's active wear and casual daily clothes that are so damn soft and comfortable, it's not even funny. Currently, I'm sitting here wearing a pair of bamboo boxer shorts, which are the most comfortable boxer shorts in the world, a pair of bamboo jeans, and one of their jumpers. I can honestly say, I am comfortable. <laughs> Literally everything you could ever want clothing-wise, they basically sell. And as someone who has pretty much spent the last 18 months wearing solely bamboo gear, I should also say I am wearing bamboo socks, I cannot recommend them highly enough. If you go to the checkout and use the code WIBS15, you'll get a 15% off your order. They also offer free delivery on orders over £50. And there is a free returns and exchange policy too. So go get some gear. Get it on, get on your mat, tag me in your Insta post along with Bamboo and use the hashtag MyBamKit. So remember, WIBS15 for 15% off. The second sponsor of today's podcast is Mandukya. Mandukya make the Rolls Royce of yoga mats, the Mandukya Pro. I've been using a Pro for the last 13 years now and I can honestly say I would never want to have another mat. I've tried other friends' mats. They've never felt as good or as comfortable to be on as the Pro. So like I say, if you're going to buy a mat, I can highly recommend the Manduka Pro. It's one of the best investments you'll ever make. It will see out just about any other mat you can buy. And that's coming from a yoga teacher of eight years who has seen many a student go through a number of mats in that time before purchasing a Manduka. They do come also with a lifetime guarantee, which is also another big bonus. 
you can go use the code WIBSYOGA, W-I-B-B-S-Y-O-G-A, to get a 10% discount. This code also gives a 15% of the cut to me as a yoga teacher. So by purchasing a mat or anything else on their website, you can support environmentally friendlier yoga mats and also me at the same time. So remember that's Wibs Yoga for that 10% discount. Now, on to today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hello everybody, welcome back again. Back on the train now. We started and we've got some cracking guests. If you listened to last week's, you'll know who's coming up because I gave a bit of an overview. Um, last week's episode was Katie Bowman, which was an absolute blast and a pleasure. And I personally think pretty informative. So if you haven't listened, go back and give it a listen. Today, we have got the one and the only Matthew Pritchard. Now, some of you might not have a clue who he is. Um, anyone who grew up in the early 2000s, um, probably has an idea who he is um if you ever were into the whole jackass type cky if you're in the skate kind of rock punk metal culture at all even if you weren't in those i think most people still watched it if you watched mtv at all pritchard was all over it he was part of the dirty sanchez crew in which they did some ridiculous stunts um and just basically went around <laughs> the country um being dicks pretty much um since then though he has gone on to become an endurance athlete and i managed to get to work with him during the lockdown as he was preparing to row across the atlantic for charity um, was super fortunate to get to um work with him and we've kind of stayed in touch and become pretty uh, reasonable friends since and i was really really happy that he was happy to come chat to me for this we talk all sorts from his veganism through to um his headspace that he has to find when he's doing a triple iron man and what it was like rowing across the atlantic and all sorts so i hope you enjoy this episode um yeah let me know what you think. Please do like, subscribe, comment um, anywhere when you see posts on social media, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever it might be. Please do like and subscribe and please do share it with anyone you think who might like it because it really does help in massive ways. And please do go and leave a review on Apple because, again, that really does help. And I can use that to spread the word so thank you all again for tuning in and listening uh let me know as i say what you think and i will see you next time have a wonderful time guys enjoy the episode welcome back everybody to another episode of move breathe live and uh obviously we're back into season two now and we're kicking off and Today, I'm pretty stoked to welcome someone who many of you will probably have an idea who he is, but I got to know him during lockdown. He was basically prepping for a big ass row across the Atlantic, and I got asked by a yoga brand, uh, Manduka, to give him some help, try and stay a bit bendy and flexible. And uh, we did a whole bunch of breath work to try and make him a little bit more efficient. And so here we are, Matt Pritchard. Welcome to Midbury Live. What's up, Win? How's it going? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Sweet. I'm going to just chuck this over to you to perhaps uh, introduce yourself as to who you are and how people might know you and what you do for yourself these days. And then, yeah, we can kind of crack on from there, really. Yeah, I'm uh, Matthew Pritchard. I, I mean, most people might know me from Dick Sanchez when, uh, well, me, Dane, Pancho, Joyce did a show on MTV doing it was pretty similar to jackass really having a laugh getting up to getting up to no good just 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 generally just messed about doing stunts and uh living a wild lifestyle and then um also skateboarding from back in the day some some people might know and yeah. then i went from that to um doing endurance 
and Jordan's events. And then did a show on BBC Wales uh, called Dirty Vegan, which is the yeah. first vegan cooking show to hit TV screens in the UK. Oh, wow. I didn't realise the first one. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I remember, like, we're going to dive into all of the, the more up-to-date modern stuff in just a, in a little bit, but I can remember you came to Ipswich one night to a nightclub called Distinction. Obviously, I knew Dirty Sanchez at the time because I was skating and stuff around Ipswich, but, yeah, you Dirty Sanchez boys came down to Ipswich and uh, tore the place up, let's say. We did loads of gigs, like, but every, to me, it was... We didn't. It was a continuous piss up. It was, same, it was the same. Like any British town looks the same, really. And when, you, when you just go into a club, coming out hotel next. Yeah. It, 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 good times, man. Good times. And they're pl- and plying it, you with alcohol. Get, you always get stories off some people who say, oh, you came back to an Oaks Pie and this happened. And like, yeah, yeah. And you can sort of pinpoint it to a certain place then. But. <laughs> yeah. With that, obviously, originally your kind of go-to stuff was skating. And so, like, what was it got you into skating? And, like, I'm assuming, like, I know you're into kind of, like, rock music and stuff, sort of the same as me, sort of Motorhead fan and whatever else. But, yeah, kind of what led you into that originally? And then I want to chat a bit more about music and stuff as well. But I mean, I used to hang out on the, not really doing anything, you know, when you're younger. Yeah. You sort of just, you just literally doing nothing. Just getting away from the house, getting away from parents of that kind of age. My mate had a skateboard, I think it was a Vertiflex skateboard. Uh, and we just, he was messing around and I was messing around. Oh, yes. So we were just, we, that was that thing then. Every time we went up in the night, we were just playing on the skateboard. And I really enjoyed it. And uh, But I just asked my mum if I could have a board and she was like, no, it's too dangerous. But I was determined to try and I, I said, look, look, I can do this. <laughs> I remember being on the street showing her what I could do on the skateboard. And she just cracked in the end. She went, oh, well, yeah, cool, but you're going to have to pay for pay for it all. And I was looking, because I, I got all the magazines, getting the magazines, and I, I knew it, you know, you know when you just, looking yeah. back, you just, when you like something, I just knew, I just fell in love with this skateboard. And I didn't even have a board yet, apart from skating. My mates were looking at the mags. When she said I could have one, and then I was a, I was a milk boy at the time. Yeah. <laughs> on a Saturday and a Sunday, and in the weekdays, I did a morning paper round and an afternoon paper round. So I had to save that money up then to buy my first setup. You know, skateboard, it ain't cheap. It wasn't nah. cheap then either. And the, the prices haven't really changed from back then. Can you remember what sort of board it was? Yeah, it was um, a Vision Cycle Stick. Right. With pink slammers. Can't remember what the trucks were, but I wanted uh, spiderweb grip tape. So yeah. I cut out this grip tape, which, oh, and I took it. it hours. <laughs> but I was just, you know, you're young and you're loving it. Like, on it. These days, I'm like, oh, I can't be asked, just get the grip tape on. But then back then, <laughs> it was just, it was, it was to, I was, the attention to detail was just insane. I, I can remember it. That's how nickety I was. But I got it, and yeah, that was it. I was I was off on my skateboard journey. Age fifteen, I think it was. Yeah, I first board I had a uh, Powell deck was my first one, like a secondhand one. Like, I was going to say Powell. Powell, they were they were expensive. They were posh. Yeah, no, that was like a that was like one of my mates, Kenny Mark Kendrick. I think it was his board, like. Of stuff for like sidewalk surf stuff or did uh, some stuff so i was photography and stuff but yeah he had like a he had like a, a board which was fucking knackered but he was just like there you go first board if you won that so i kind of that was my first little i can't remember i wouldn't have no idea what trucks and wheels or anything i had at the, just skating around sax mundum uh car uh, summerfield car park <laughs> pole balls and pole boards were uh i couldn't couldn't afford a power wall back no then. i think they were 40 quid i think was, yeah, normal boards are forty. Power was sixty. Yeah. Really yeah, I think he started back then. I think I got it off him for like twenty quid or something like that, like fifteen, twenty quid, just for like a knackered old deck which he had like ridden to shit. But yeah, kind of got me started. So then, like with the skating, obviously it took you out and about, I guess, which kind of uh, led on to your Dirty Sanchez days. Because was Dirty Sanchez just all of you kind of bridge end skater lads, kind of? just 
making a bit of a name for yourself and then MTV picked up on it or? Um, no, we were, we, we were card. I was Cardiff based. Were we? Uh, what's that? Oh, no, oh. Card, card, Cardiff. I, I was from the, we, you know, I, there was a, there was a skate spot in Cardiff called the Cardiff Banks. Mm. And that's where everyone used to congregate on a Saturday and a Sunday if the weather was dry and everyone used to skate to the banks. It was just, just amazing place to skate. And, uh, that's where, when I first started, when I got my board to go there, because I knew they were all there. Because yeah. I used to have a board, I knew they were all, they were all amazing. So, but to go there when you were that young and you couldn't, you weren't that good yet, it was quite daunting. Nerve wracking, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'd go somewhere else. There was these banks close to the house where nobody was. We'd try and I'd learn a practice on there before I went to the Cardiff banks, and then that's where I met. Uh, that's where I met. That's where I met most of the friends that I've got today at, at this, this at this spot, and that's when I met Pancho uh, and, a few, and a few others. Joycey, we met on the good skate park competitions and stuff. Wouldn't skate with each other like all the time, you know. Every now and again, I date my brother. Pancho would come in from Port Talbot, but oh, Pancho's here, and date would come in from Van. You know, we just in the end we was you know I I got to they done a mini ramp in this back garden. We got there on a Friday and skate his mini ramp, which is good, and then we got on the beard in the night. And we sort of, which is that's all we did really. And I traveled yeah. out with Date and going to trade shows, and you know, I worked with Date as well at Globe. And we did, um, I mean, Dike, as well, that was he, he was filming Pritchard versus Dayton because me and Date decided to do the video Pritchard versus Dayton, started yeah. filming it, Date was filming it. And uh, Andrew was involved in it, Joyce was involved in it. And I could cut a, a long story short, it was just, you know, I think a, a talent scout called Martha Delap, I think, saw Pritchard versus Dayton. And she, she phoned me at work when I was at work at the Globe. And then they, they called us in to go and have a meeting in nice. uh, TV and then a little building. And that's when it all started. Yeah. Chugging, chugging gallons of milk and all sorts of other. Uh... <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah cool so then um obviously like since all of the dirty sandwich days and all the fucking the insanity of all of that maybe not the healthiest of lifestyles one might say um <laughs> you've kind of uh like when i've kind of told people that i've like that we did a bit of work together and that you've kind of done these big challenges and these big endurance races and stuff like that and be like fuck i didn't know he was doing that like I guess it kind of catches some people by some people by surprise of like you've kind of almost done 180 of like like mental like life to actually I'm gonna fucking try and challenge myself in a different manner, I guess. Yeah, it was um I mean look, it was it was good times. It was really good times and and yeah, I mean what with what we were doing at the time comes I mean that's that's that was just the lifestyle back then. Right? Yeah. They went. They went to. Uh, they, they they made a good marriage. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's the word for it. I guess, but uh, <laughs> doing crazy stuff and, and and you know the alcohol, the partying, and uh, and everything that came with it, part and parcel. And um, you know, and I've said I've said this before. You can't you know, as you get. You think you can keep doing that for the rest of your life, but I mean, I guess you could. But you know, you you're not gonna you're not gonna last very long. But um, no. It kind of also it might not be quite so funny with like a fifty year old dude doing it as like a as a yeah. as a twenty one yeah. year old. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I just I know. So I think some it depends. Yeah, so I think some people look more a fifty year old thinking, oh God, feel a little bit more worried for them rather than laughing. But yeah, but it was yeah, and you just get I think you just get older. You just realise that. Hey, this this ain't gonna this this ain't gonna <laughs> this ain't gonna last very long, and not just that. When you've done it to the extreme, you just want to um, you want to about it, and that's what that's what I decided to do. Decided yeah. to pick up. Uh, so so what, what did you, you what did you dive into first? Then what was your first like running? Right, did a bit of gym and, and running mainly because I did the uh, kind of half marathon when I was. 15, I think it was as well. Okay. 14 or 15. Uh, and then, um, so I thought, let's see if I can do it again. 
and after years of madness. So we, I did it. But I just, you know, enjoyed the journey to it. I enjoyed doing it. As once you do, once you do, when once I did that, then I was looking for a full marathon, and then that was it. Then as that's where the journey just escalated into um, endurance mayhem. <laughs> you could say. And so, what you've obviously like since then, you've obviously started doing triathlons. Ironman, done Ironman. Yeah, that was the. It did. Um, yeah, it was uh, the half marathon, and then the you know, Ironman UK. That was 2011, and that was right. you know, so. I, I think to sort of train for that, you know, obviously we had training for a, a, an Ironman to me back then. You know, it was at least a year. I think I I'd run the I'd run the country. I'd run from John and Gold's to Land's End with my big okay. dad and, and Leo. That was 900 miles. That was 30, 34, about 34 miles a day for 30 days. Right, then, so you did it. Okay, cool. So we did that. I did that first, and then and then, then we did, then I did the uh, Ironman 2011. And that was, um, yeah, that was, because I enjoyed that journey because it was a mixture of three different, the swim, the bike, and the run. So there was, yep. there was diff, it kept, kept it interesting, I guess, training. Have you got a or should, is running your favorite or have you got like um, three? Yeah, I running is I love running. It's, yeah, yeah, I just fuck swimming. I say fuck swimming. <laughs> Everyone always says that, but swimming's swimming's cool when you get in the pool and. I used to be so good as a youngster. Like I literally used to swim everywhere. Like not everywhere. Obviously, I don't live in water, but like. I used to swim like three times a week and butterfly I used to kill the butterfly. Um, and then, yeah. And then like that's I stopped fine. swimming. Yeah. Oh, that's rock. Yeah. When I was super young and then like I kind of stopped swimming and now I suck balls. I'm terrible at it. Um, so just going back to the Land's End of John O'Groats, like, cause I'd forgotten you'd done that. Um, was that 30 days like hit every day, 30, 34 miles a day, every day, 30 days. Yeah, it was just um, yeah, we did it in a so <laughs> there was there was all of us in this this camper van. Man, it was so it was so crammed. <laughs> it, but you know, we we managed and it, it was it worked out pretty well. We got up at like five o'clock and I saw Leo the other day and I was talking to Leo about it because Leo's you know, re, he's switched on with his stretching, mm-hmm. which is you know to don't just realize i'm speaking to you and he's but he was adamant like in the morning we you know we get up at five and it's like we've got to stretch got to stretch and he was obviously 100 percent right and uh, after the run in the evening then we'd stretch stretch down while uh you know, leo's uh leo's wife kirsty was was cooking and she she cooked because then we did what we did when we when we when we finished eating and stuff, we started in the morning. I know we got up. Before, I remember we used to get up at five, and it was chaos in the van because everyone got to do all this stuff. And I can't remember when we started running, but it wasn't far off seven or eight o'clock. Right. And uh, we'd run for ten miles, and uh, the van, the the camper van would, would be pulled up, like ten whatever they could find somewhere safe to park, and we'd get in and we'd have some food. Yeah. And then off we went. For another 10, 10 or eleven miles, or whatever. Okay. And then so we we stopped three times. Do you know how many calories you were burning a day then? Oh, yeah. Or how many? Or how much were you eating a day? We would we eat, we would eating pretty well. We'd have breakfast, and then every time we stopped three times, we'd eat quite a bit. And then uh, in the nighttime, then we'd have a big meal, go to bed, start and re- and repeat. And I remember we had some drinks company, some sports drinks companies. Sponsored us, right? I remember the name of it, but bloody hell, who stick gave George gave us up, eat me up. And anyway, when you're running, it's the last thing you yeah, want, yeah, right. I am, um, I only asked because I did a podcast with uh Nick Butter because he did the entire coast of the UK and he said, and he did it in like 128 days, and he said that he was eating 10,000 calories a day and still losing weight every day. He was just like doing, he was doing about 50 odd miles a day for 128 days, basically. And he was just like eating just li- literally just like fucking stuffing pizzas and everything in his face, just trying to keep his calories up. And that's, that's the good thing about doing these things. 
you it's the one time on the pound it's the one time that that saying if you can't out train a bad diet isn't true <laughs> like... i mean uh, yeah you can't out train a bad diet but when you're doing something that ridiculous then yeah yeah you can stuff it yeah definitely on anyway do you <laughs> nah. um cool uh so obviously getting into the map running and then the you did this and then kind of get into triathlons i've obviously been following you now for i don't know well it was about 18 months ago wasn't it but for you you had planned or you had this idea of rowing across the atlantic uh when i said i first started my journey fitness journey then I was doing the mat training for the marathon. When I was going to the gym, I actually quite enjoyed using the rowing machine back then, the, the Concept 2, that was when I first started. But, yeah, and that was the only kind of rowing I did, really. So, um, but then when when Billy from, uh, no, John, my mate John, said that Billy from Monkey Festival and did me, uh, and said, you know, if you want to space on a boat to go across the Atlantic, I was like, oh, yeah, man, this is this sounds your sort of thing sounds great and so you know I, to me i have to i have to train because it's just so i know i've you know because when you get in the, in the boat you know you've you've done some you've done work and yeah you're, you're ready to go because if i turned up and i was rubbish no and i hadn't done any work not i that would grite that would grit on my head and that would grit on me thinking that i'd let the other boys down because i hadn't done any work yeah so um and it was quite hard because I thought, well, how am I going to train? Cause, you know, gyms were closed. But luckily, thanks to uh, Chris from Port Talbot, and he's got the big gym. He gave me a room machine, so I put that in my living room. I'd sort of try and resemble what we were doing on the boat. So it was two hours on, two yeah. hours off, two hours on, two hours off. They were tough. They were, uh, that was tough. Man. My ass was raw. Was it any better? Was your ass any better on the boat compared to the concept? It was okay for quite a while. And once you once my ass went on that boat, it was so painful. You had to keep stopping to adjust the seat to try and just get this. And then did you, uh, well, did you have like padded, like yeah, we had we had I the mean, padded thing on a new bike or something? Yeah, after a while, just nothing. It just, it just compacts into this solid thing anyway. In the nighttime. Remember Billy said, just rubbing your bum with cream. His ass was so bad, he had to get he had to he had to get down onto his knees, and he was rowing on his knees. That's oh, how, really? how painful it was. But um, so it, with, with it, your it, training, it with... to the creme on your ass when you're two hours <laughs> off, just anything to try and make it better. People I used to look after in hospital just putting the barrier cream on their backside. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So with like your prep for like in particular <clears throat> this, because it was how long were you out at sea for? Uh 50, 52 days, I think it was. Okay. I'm gonna try and remember to come back to the idea of like fear of stuff, I guess, in a minute. But in preparation, because when we were started working together, I obviously remember you from your skate days and stuff like that. Mm. And being like a pretty lean like guy. Then when we started working together, you were like quite a bit bigger and i was a bit like oh you know i don't fucking care whatever but then like when you finished <laughs> you, you obviously uh, you said that you had to like weight up you'd basically put a whole bunch of weight on before going because it was so what endurance like we just said if fucking nick butter was like eating ten thousand calories to run 100 days around the uk or something do you know what I mean like you don't really have unlimited amounts of food on a boat so you're gonna have to like use your stores up which kind of makes the most sense i guess there was loads of food on the boat what was it yeah it was, uh, it was just dried yeah um i mean there was more than enough what was to, make, to make the crossing and yeah i mean you you asked you know you had to eat every every two hours i'm normally 14 stone but you know i got told by monkey fist billy and all them monkey fist, monkey fist adventures that you know you need to put on some weight because you're going to lose a lot at least two stone, they said. I'm like, what, what, really? But I was obviously fattening up, ready to do the, the roll. Yeah, yeah. That, so, came off, that came off really, really quickly. Following you on Instagram and stuff, like how quickly you, that vanished? Yeah, because I, I, I remember there's, there's a photo of me side on by the boat 
before we left. Anyway, that 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 came off so quick. I was yeah. like, one minute I'm like, next minute it's just gone. Everything is gone. So, but I had my snack packs. I had they said uh, have fifty snack packs in double in, in freezer bags, double sealed freezer bags, just in case we all got into them. And that was that would consist of just high calorie things, really. I mean, because I'm because I was because I'm a vegan, I had like nuts and dried yeah. fruits and dates and all that kind of stuff, and, and the odd. Um, your party rings and stuff, yeah, <laughs> jammy dodgers and, and Oreos. But uh, that was I had to chuck all them out because the the boat was brand new. And the the epoxy in the boat seeped through the bags, so I was just living off those those pouches. That's right. It's obviously obviously enough. But I came back and I was just in the thirteen stone. Oh, wow, that's crazy. So like on a you know around that time there's a whole bunch of us kind of helping you kind of i forgot it's who it is now i should have looked it up before but like you had a nutritionist who was helping you with bits and pieces obviously you were just eating everything you could get hold of to put the weight on but did you have like a pretty solid like you know if i think you i think you might just alluded to that he helped you they might have helped you previously in some of your other challenges but are you pretty good with your like nutrition you just you just learn over the years I mean, when you first start, you know, well, really, you just will try and get as much information from reading stuff online or or, or from other people who have had uh, who have had experience in that field, and then you sort of over the years you you get to find what works best for you. Yeah. So what works good for me doesn't necessarily no no best for somebody Absolutely. else. You know, when I when I do like the, the double I then. And the on the on the triple I man, I made like a massive thing of big thing of pasta, big yeah. thing of sauce, whack it all in, and we'd have like a pan. Your your, your support group would just heat that up on a pan, and you just eat it and then go again. So you've done a triple I man. What's that? You've done a triple I man. Yeah, I did a triple. I did a did, did a double and a triple. Fuck. But then you know, and 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 when you do stuff like that. Yeah, your nutrition is so important to, yeah. you know, it's like a car. A car isn't going to move unless it's got petrol and oil in it. And it just, mm. your body needs, it needs calories, it needs, it needs, it just needs fueling all the time. But I'm, and, but once you're doing that, when you're doing stupid distance, you're not in the mood for eating, you feel sick and you're tired of eating, but you have to, you have to force it down your neck. This thing called Huel, you just work for doing endurance stuff. This, this this stuff is packed full of calories, packed full of carbs, and it's a shake. Rather than faffing about with food and stuff, yeah. Like, done this, but your sport crew make one, you done it, gone, and it, and every single time it worked. This nice. is really good. So, what was it? Because obviously, like you've kind of said, you obviously uh, have done your dirty vegan, and you've had a book, and that took you into veganism. When I went vegan in 2015, and uh, that's when I did the 30 half Ironman. I did 30 half Ironman in 30 days. And wow. on a vegan diet, because uh, Anna Loka, the uh, local uh, vegan restaurant, they, they sponsored me. So every time, every day when I finished it, they fed me with vegan food. So that was one thing. I suppose I've sort of like, proven to people, like, you can do it mm-hmm. on a diet, but... Uh, you know, I wasn't ill or nothing. I was absolutely fine. And then it was a month, month after that 30, after the 30 hours and 30 days, then I did the triple then. So I did that on a, on a vegan diet. I think I used fuel for that. And I think it took me about 39 hours. And it's just basically trying, trying to do the whole swim in one. Yeah. As much as I could on the bike. Can you have a kit for about 15 15, 20 minutes, kept like a power nap and then up and then off again. So you literally had a power nap and then you just crack back on and then like you cycle as far as you can, you finish the cycle and then you have another power nap, then you start running. Yeah, you just do as much as you can without with as little to as no sleep as possible, really. Fuck. I mean, I did because I did the double with no sleep at all. And that was in that was in Snowden. And that was, you know, the elevation. Yeah, yeah. It was just, and then, but before but before you start the run, you have to climb to the top of Snowden and then start the running wrong thing. And I remember going up, when I got I was going up Snowden, I was just like the support guy that was with me. 
I swear, I don't think I, don't think I can go any further. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can. I said, I told you, it's just like a member being so, so knackered. And I thought, I just, I literally had a banana, just a banana, and I could feel the banana. As I could, it perked me up a little bit, and that's, I'll never, because like still, still fresh in my mind. And that was the moment when I realised the importance of food and nutrition. When, when, when you get to that point of thought, oh, I can't do any more. You can. You that's what I wanted to put a banana in, and it, was, <laughs> it gives you. It, it picks you up. Banana man. You've got more to <laughs> banana man. Yeah, it gives you that a little boost to keep going. So that's why food, 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 constantly, little bits, but very often. And so with that, then sort of just coming off the food, going back to that in a minute, but coming off that, like that mindset, because this is what kind of fascinated me with Nick talking about some of his runs and whatever else. It's like whether it be doing a fucking triple Iron Man in thirty nine hours and having to fall asleep on a bike and get up and you know like there must be so many times when your brain says fuck off i'm not doing this anymore and then like how like what is it that like keeps you going like is it a well i've signed up and i'd be a fucking you know maybe not an embarrassment it's not the right word but i don't want to not finish you know is there is there something which drives you like mentally to actually push through that yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of times where you just think, well, what the hell have I signed up for? I mean, they, I mean, there's things that have got in my head that keep that just keep pushing me, which I just which mm-hmm. I keep, which I keep to myself. But yeah, I mean, I have reasons, and then, you know, I just I know it sounds like mostly sounds mental to a lot of people, but I I, I enjoy it, and that's. Mm-hmm. What you know that when it when the going gets tough, I think that's when, you know, that's when you know. So right, here we go. It's time to just time to dig in. Dig in, and that's when it, that, that's when the meaning of the whole challenge that you've been training for comes into um comes into your head. You go know, right, no, you're not you're not going to beat me. I am going to keep going, and I'm not, I'm not. There's no way I'm going to. It's just I don't care about anybody else. I don't care hey. about anybody else in the race. No, that is not important to me. It's me, me, my mind, and my body, and and it's that's that, and it's the fight. And I always I find can, that I can win that fight. Hopefully, it'll make me a stronger person. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to wonder. Do you know what I mean like I kind of in my head like not that it's in any way the same thing, but I've been like just even this month I've been doing like a like every day get up and just jump in a cold bath like for you know whatever read just like five to ten minutes just you know. Some days it's 0.2 degrees, 0.3 degrees, whatever. But like, and it's one of those things of after the first week, it was kind of, it was all exciting for the first week. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to go fucking jump in the cold pub. And then after that, you're kind of like, I'll be fucked. I just want to go and have a shower. <laughs> like, but it's kind of like, nah, I fucking said I would. And actually that ability to kind of like, that's fucking easy compared to running a triple iron man, let's say. But like that, that voice, which says just, don't bother just go and have a you know go and get warm or something i always kind of feel that if i can overcome it and do something little or something like that then actually in my life like when shit's a bit shit and like you know stress and whatever else you kind of have like a buffer and you've kind of gone through something much harder to actually fall back on i think i guess it's just it's discipline isn't it? discipline doing doing something you that you don't really want to do, but you have to do it anyway. Yeah. Some days, you know, it, it, it gets the better of me. Yeah. But it is, though. Sometimes you just... That is life, isn't it? You just can't be asked, but... Yeah. But clearly, the, what you have been doing has been uh, paying off enough. Um, jumping around a little bit on the boat, did you actually have any, like, big fucking weather things where it was, like, chucked about and, like, you can't really row at times or... Yeah, it all it all went through my head like it would with, with most people who've mm. something which is it's quite daunting, isn't it? Going across the Atlantic, it's, don't get me wrong, it's still dangerous. People have died, and but you've just if if you just do everything by the book, yeah, like 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 anything in life, you're going to limit that that um, that danger, that risk. Yeah, um, we as for do we get <coughs> bad weather? 
that I want to witness bad weather so I can say that I was in it and I just want to experience it. I mean, yeah. I wanted it to sh- ship me up because that's where the that's where the buzz and the adrenaline comes from. Yeah. If the sea, if, if it was just plain sailing all the way, it's like ah, you can't really say that you witnessed or. But it did. We had one one big day, and I knew it was bad. But I can ask Billy because Billy's done not If the weather's bad, he's gonna know. Yeah. And I never because he said because we had a weatherman that would message us every day to say what the weather's going to be like. And remember Billy saying, well, of course, looks like it's going to get juicy tomorrow. I remember it, the weather coming in. You can, because you can see for miles, you can see for miles and you can see the swell starting. Right. Lumpy. It's like being in a wave pool. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> biggest wave pool in the world. <laughs> you can see the waves starting to go like that in the pool. You, it, was, it was like that. And then they just slowly but surely over time just get, and I was like, whoa, this is late afternoon. And we were, oh man, it was fun, man. There were huge swells, and we were surfing the waves of the boat, like putting the oars, cool. surfing and trying to see how many knots we could get, but how fast we could go. But then that was, that was fun. And then it got dark, and then you can't see where the waves are coming from. And yeah, or in the cabin with the door closed, it all, everything sounds. It's huge bad is what it does out when you're outside so it was oh man i was like christ i've got to go up there it's, it's scary but it's fun at the same time yeah i was gonna say it's like yeah. and you get the odd wave as well that hits you from the side knocks you off your seat and the boat is like with all the doors and everything closed the boat the boat is pretty much like a floating cork it returns if it if it capsizes it flips back around oh okay cool yeah yeah that's, that's cool um so I mean, there was, I think, I can't remember, there was at some point when you all kind of, like, had a little jump in the water as well and, like, did a little... Did you, like, fuck around much at all? Like, was it, like, did you get much time to, like, jump in and have a swim and anything like that? Or was it just kind of two on, two off, two on, two off, two on, two off? It was pretty much two on, two off. Because apart from that one day when we had that weather, we had pretty pretty calm seas. Mm. Honest with you, and very little wind pushing us in the direction where we wanted to go. So, right. <laughs> I mean, we had, we, we had the biggest day we had was 80 miles, nautical miles, and then the shortest day was 30 nautical miles. So, and we wanted to get to Antigua. And, you know, when, when you're, when, you, when you're not on the boat, you've never done it before, the thought of, oh, yeah, wicked man jumping in the sea. In the middle of nowhere, there's so many things you say, yeah, yeah. But once you're on that boat and you're, you're everything changes. Yeah, I bet it does. It, it, it's so, like, I mean, sometimes the last thing on your head is, oh, let's jump out and have a laugh. You just want to, you want to get rowing. Yeah. But then, of course, you have to do all the, do the fun stuff. You, we, were the, we were the first people, the most probably you jumped into that part of the sea. Nobody's ever yeah. before. But, um, but once you, everything, you know, your routine goes. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've got to slip back into that routine again. So it was nice to jump in. It was amazing. Just there, like, wow, I'm here. I'm looking down with my goggles on. So I took my goggles for that reason. I think, and, was, and, and where we were, it was 5,000 meters deep. And I just thought, wow, man, just literally in the middle of nowhere. And we had to get out as well because the barnacles stick to the bottom of the boat. Right. And the gooseneck barnacles. And that slows the boat down. Right. It, but because you're going off after all that time, it does slow the boat down quite a bit. I don't know how much, I can't remember, but quite a bit. So you have to scrape the barnacles <laughs> off. So the, three, the four of us are scraping them off for the scraper thing. Yeah. And having a bit of a laugh. Then we got back on the boat then. We all had a wash to get the seawater off us. And then uh, got back on our, got back. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Did you see much uh, sea life out and about? Yeah, before we did the right turn, she came down from the Canaries, uh, following sort of Africa. Down yeah. Before you did the right into the Atlantic, it was we saw quite loads of dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins doing <clears throat> smashing their tails and stuff, and sort of building, gathering the fish up. Yeah. In, in the circle, so they can all feed. Watched all that. Very cool. Yeah, so we saw loads of turtles just bobbing around on the water. Yeah, nice. Before we get into the last little bits, let's actually like, I guess your dirty vegan books and stuff like that as well, because obviously I know some will be uh, vegan and maybe not aware 
of your books. Uh, like I tried doing vegan. I, I, I tried it really seriously for about a year. And I was just, I was so, I just really. Oh, a, a year? Oh, Christ, I yeah. think say a few weeks. <laughs> no, 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 I just really tried it because, because you know, yoga and stuff, it's the sort of thing you just, I just found I was really lacking in energy. And I still, my wife and I still eat like a lot of like vegan meals and stuff like that. It's so much easier these days because there's yeah. so many, there's so many products in in supermarkets now. It's it's just so good to see. And and for when people say, you know, I can't do it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's so possible these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the, yeah. the, day, the dairy uh, replacements are just, in, immense like, not the, not the bit. cheese mate i can't get can't no can't no 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 cheese. sorry yeah i I'll, <laughs> i will agree with you the cheese is a bit, a bit sketchy but they are, they're getting good though so there's some good brands out there Hello. i'll take your <laughs> word for it <laughs> then you've got to but, but at the same time everyone always says but cheese but cheese but then you've got to you've got to remember what that <clears throat> what the cow went through to give you that cheese and then yeah yeah when you think about things like that it makes sense yeah, I mean, I kind of for me anyway. I'm not here to preach for it. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, obviously, there are loads of brands of stuff you can buy, sort of pre-made stuff. Sort of your kind of brand of kind of cooking and stuff. Like, what sort of uh, what sort of stuff? It's simple stuff for for most people to cook because you know, like a lot of people, you get a cookbook and you look at it and you see loads of ingredients and you see a you see a massive method and you just, uh, most people just go down. Nah, I can't be asked. That was me. So the, the food is going to be it's pretty pretty simple food for most people to follow and most people to be able to cook with. So yeah, there was a there was a, a I want I want to say it's vegan. It might have been vegetarian, but like was it the Thug Life Cookbook or Thug something like that cookbook? I can't, can't remember what it was, but that was like I got bought that like when I was being veggie ve- vegan type thing, and uh, I'm fucking terrible in the kitchen. I am like nice simple like. You know, I, I, I love being in the kitchen, see. That's my yeah. thing. Um, I find that I just love being in the kitchen. Yeah. I find cooking therapeutic is I could switch off. And it's just the enjoyment of just being, just cooking. It's just. Yeah. My wife's the same. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't explain it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, <clears throat> got, any new, got any more books coming out? Um, let's see what happens. Nice. We'll, we'll finish with one other bit in a minute. But um, before we do round off, as always i finish with this little a little five minute not you don't have to go on for five minutes if you don't want you could put in their life maybe it'll just take five minutes uh that perhaps something you've learned from your cooking nutrition your tries your road across the atlantic whether it be physical psychological something that will help people perhaps move breathe live a little bit happier healthier yeah get a dog <clears throat> get a get a dog i mean uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think of life, life advice, but off me. Today Sanchez gone. Yeah, I don't know. If I, from what I've learned in life, just yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's weird me trying to give life advice to people because I don't because I'm far. Well, I don't. I'm not. But nobody's perfect, and I'm far from perfect. But um, what well, I have, the life. Uh, you know, going out is absolutely amazing, and it will anything. Being outside your house is always good. Locking yourself indoors is not good, obviously. Uh, keeping fit is uh, pretty much important in life. Just be, just, I don't know how many times a week, everyone's different, but you know, some yeah. people need to do something every single day, some people three or four times a week or whatever. But just fitness in general, <clears throat> find something you enjoy doing and do it as much as possible uh, to keep you fit. Eat a good healthy diet, uh, obviously, but have a balance. Quite everyone, everyone likes to eat a bit of shit here and there. I like to eat, and uh, yeah, get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going for a run. I'm going for a run and having a dog. It's just they last that. And this year, I'm trying to keep. I'm trying to keep everything more basic this year, and just I'm trying, just going to try and stick to running. Yeah, says so this fucking dog just turned up on my look at, Well, yeah, look, I mean, that dog's massive. <laughs> Let's just finish off then briefly with uh, your uh, your other bits of your other business then. Um, over in Cardiff, you've got yourself a, a tattoo studio and barbers. Yeah. And uh, obviously, what's it called? 
SWID Tattoo and Barbershop. Nice. And SWID stands for? Sleeping You're Dead. Sleeping You're Dead. Nice. Um, and there you go. He's got it. Some of this will get put on uh, on Instagram as little clips and it'll all go up on YouTube so people can see his, his hoodie. Um, so you don't tattoo yourself, I take it. You just got like. No, no, no. no. <clears throat> I just own, well, I own, own the business, started it in uh, 2014. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great, man. Love it. I mean, the, the staff and everyone involved is just, they're just amazing. I mean, that shop wouldn't be what it is without. With the team in there, they just yeah, yeah, the barbers, the pieces, the tattooists, they're brilliant. So, um, you know, I've got a lot to thank them for, and uh, it's just cool, man. It's just a nice place to hang, chill. I mean, obviously, fingers crossed when everything gets better because that, you know, the shop is you know, there's a lot of people come and chill out in there. And on the Saturdays, it gets it's pretty busy, and that's cool. Just thinking back now, it's just weird thinking. I used to walk in the shop on the Saturdays and all these people sat down waiting for their haircut or waiting to go have a tattoo or whatever. And it hasn't been like that for such a long time, but fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, man, for sure. We'll sort of ease off and, and we'll get back to normal again. Nice. So um, just so people can find you if they want to come find you, maybe if they haven't like seen you since the fucking Dirty Sanchez days and maybe they can follow you, see what you're doing, see what you're fingers crossed it all goes well in the big smoke with your book and whatever else but where can people find you where can I I'll stick it in the show notes but uh, just <clears throat> Pritchard SWID on uh, Instagram and on YouTube uh, just type in Pritchard, Pritchard nice and they all come up so yeah sweet well cheers for the chat bud it's been a gutted we didn't get to cheers. hang out when we were over in Wales last year but I'll be back soon. I've got a mate in Bridgen now, so I'll be going down and hanging out with her again soon. So I'll uh, we can catch up and go for a early morning swim and a maybe yeah. a little, maybe well, a little jog up Peter Van or something. There's uh there's a, uh, a group of people called uh, Dawn Stalkers who go for um go for sunrise swims in Panath. No, right. they go every single day, every single day, and at the moment, Christ, it's freezing. I bet it is. Yeah, yeah. But it is and dark, freezing, freezing yeah. and dark. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, have a good week, and uh, we'll uh, yeah, it's good to chat. Well, kids, cheers, bud. Cheers, take it easy.